0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Overexposed, a BWIM podcast where we delve into the ins and outs of running a real estate photography and videography business. My name' is Dave Temple.
1: And my name is Jackie Kirk. Today we're talking to Stefan Young. Stefan has nine years experience as a real estate photographer and has spent the last two years partnered up with Guy on the Bellarine Peninsula. Welcome, Stefan.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
1: Good. Um, thank you for joining us. So, Stefan, nine years. Um, you don't seem old enough to have been doing this for nine years. <laughs> How did you get started?
2: Yeah, look, I, I got into it very young. Um, so, essentially, I went straight out of high school into a graphic design course. And I think that's uh, a bit of a running theme for a few of us in the BWM community. Uh, Jackie, you're a graphic designer or graphic design background as well. Yeah. Um, and I think Lucas was as well and, and same as myself. So, um, yeah. I've actually listened back to a few of the podcasts and, and I think Lucas mentioned and it was a very similar story to me. But um, when I was doing graphic design, I was just looking at the clock, sitting at a desk going Wednesday day going to end because I, I just really didn't enjoy being stuck behind a desk. I think I'm a, a people, pers- uh, people first kind of person and I really love interacting with people. So, so graphic design and being at a desk and a desk job just wasn't for me.
0: What was it that attracted you to graphic design in the first place?
2: Um, I've always been a creative. Um, as a kid, just drawing pictures nonstop. Um, spent most of my high school years doing creative subjects. I think um, i done four folio subjects, which all my teachers advised me not to do because they said it was a stupid amount of work, but I just hated maths and <laughs> science and, and every other course. So I just wanted to be creative and I've always continued to be creative, which has been great.
0: And so, the, the working in the office wasn't quite what you expected from, from the job?
2: No. So, basically, i done a two-year course, um, got a diploma in graphic design, and the course was great. It taught me the basics to you know the Adobe platform. I'd even done a small course on photography, and I actually did pick up a camera in that graphic design course. Um, but at that stage, I think I was 19 or 20 years old. So I was pretty young. And um, I ended up venturing into the club scene. So uh being a young 20-year-old, I, I picked up a camera. A couple of my mates were DJs. So I ended up going to a couple of the gigs and taking photos of my mates DJing. Um, and then that led to me becoming a club photographer, which then led to me being a We'll call it full-time, but it was very much part-time weekend work, a graphic designer for the club where I was making club posters. And then I was taking photos in the clubs at the same time. So that was my introduction to photography. And I'd almost say it was self-taught because at 20 years old in my design course, I don't think I was learning much. I was pretty much just partying and drinking, which is (laughs) what most 20-year-olds do. That's what you should be doing at 20. Yeah. 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 Which was great fun.
1: (laughs) So how did you then get into this line of work?
2: Yeah, so as I was doing the the party scene, I was approached by a local real estate photographer. Um and initially I thought no way. I'm like this sounds boring as like houses, they don't move. <laughs> um you know, like to setting up a tripod and you know like it just really didn't interest me, but my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time was like give it a shot, you might like it. So we gave him the time of the day. it was a it was a local real estate photographer in Geelong. Um, he pretty much taught me the basics and probably taught me everything what not to do. now that I look back at it, it was very much stand in the corner, shoot as wide as possible, no creativity, it was very formulated and um, like look as an intro it was great, but um looking back to it, I go, God, we do things a lot differently now. (laughs) Mm.
1: It has changed a lot in the last nine years, hasn't it, as well, just the style of photography and what's expected. I look back at kind of what was acceptable back then and, yeah, the, the standards have lifted a lot since then, hasn't it? 100%.
2: hundred percent. So yeah, even just the the creative side, um, it's it's turned very magazine uh, architectural looking. Even just basic standard real estate, I think there's a lot more squared on photography, um, a lot more artsy detail type shots, which I absolutely love being a creative. Um, and you know, not always shooting on your widest lens and actually putting on a zoom lens and, and kind of stepping back and creating a nice detailed shot, which. Again I think that's that's where a bit of the passion and the creative side comes in which which you know bit as a business we really push for that look uh, it's not all about wide and capturing the entire room it's a, it's a combination of both
1: so you worked what as a contractor for this guy in Geelong for a little while how long was that
2: yeah so I worked with him for about it was seven or eight months and it turns out i worked out he was paying me pennies and i ended up loving it so much but realized i couldn't make a sustainable career or living out of what he was paying me um and i've decided to politely let him know that hey thanks so much for the intro but i want to actually venture out and start my own business so i actually started up my own very you know boutique small business where i was doing my own editing i was you know trying to get my own clients um and basically that business fell on its face very quickly um i thought it'd be a lot easier you know trying to get new clients and bring them on and and at this time i was also 20 21 so when i was walking into agencies i i think they just weren't taking me serious (laughs) i didn't have any backing
0: was the main issue that you couldn't get the clients on board or what, what was the main issue
2: I think immaturity as well as not getting a client, um, I had the creative passion and a and drive, but I just really think I lacked even just the systems and, and just the backing. So so something like BWRM back then might have been great for me in saying that I was still very, very young. So I'm not sure what a twenty one year old would do, how they would go succeeding as a business owner. Um, but You never know. There's, you know, if there is any youngsters out there listening, whether you want to be a business owner or if you want to actually just start out as a contractor and learn the ropes and see if that's a growth for you, I'd highly recommend it because I, in my mindset at the time, was fully against it. I thought it would be boring as anything. But um, nine years later, I'm still loving it, and you know, it's it's still creative, it's still fun. No day is the same, and yeah, really enjoying it.
1: Mm, that's interesting you talk about the youth. I, I actually know some extremely talented 21-year-olds. One of my videographers is, I think he's about 21, but he's been running his own videography business I think since he was 16 and I just think there are some people out there that just have that passion and they're not necessarily interested in the in the party scene or or any of that. They just are really passionate about growing something that they own that's sustainable. Um yeah, I definitely have met a few people like that that have blown me away because yeah, back to what I was like at that age, and yeah, I couldn't could have done anything like that. So
2: yeah, I think the youth today has changed as well. I think that mm. they are a little less party crazy. Um, they're a bit more mature. Yeah. Um, which is great. Like, um, I'm training one right now. He's a 22, 23 year old, and. He's a completely different 23-year-old to what I was, um, and he's yes, super mature, very, very approachable and friendly, and um, yeah, really enjoying his personality. I think he might be uh, a, a new star, star contractor for us if, if he does join. So that's been great.
0: And young people are introduced to cameras uh, and have cameras around them all the time, you know, as a matter of course anyway. Now, so you know, it's not unusual to be filming most of your day. I imagine if you're 20. <laughs> So.
1: No, that's true. Gives you a lot of hope for the future. I don't know. I've just been really blown away by the the um talent that I've come into contact with. So, Stefan, you were trying to run your own business. Um, you failed at that at that point. What was your next step from there? Did you want to pack it all in, or, or did you want to keep trying?
2: Yeah. So the next steps from there was um, jumping on Seek and going. What industries are there in real estate photography? that I can look at. And um, jumping on Seek, there was a company that was from overseas that came over and they did actually branch quite big and quite fast in Australia. Um, And I ended up joining those guys as a contractor and worked with them for a few years. Um, These guys actually taught me the correct way to shoot, uh, the more creative way to shoot. And I worked with them for 2 years as a contractor and Bass became, I think, their number one photographer or busiest photographer in Victoria. Um, Working with them was great, uh, great management, and it was all amazing. But I I think after 2 years of being a contractor and always having that business mindset, I did want more um, and wanted to essentially run my own business. So after doing that for 2 years, um, I then ventured back to my old business and actually... Started that back up again after I was a bit more experienced and had a bit more success this time. I was yeah a, a more experienced photographer. I was a touch older. Um, had been dealing with agents and day-to-day roles of what that business looked like for this company. And when I did actually start it, I actually managed to pick up 2 decent clients. Um, I'd call them medium-sized clients um, where I was servicing them for a year. And... And I was also actively trying to grow my business and um, started knocking on a few of the, the BWM client's doors, which I think piqued Guy's uh, interest because he, he realized one of his competitors was actually knocking on a few of his client's doors. And um, that's where Guy actually reached out to me.
1: And what did he say? What was his approach to you at that
2: point? Guy's initial approach was, I think he reached out to me on LinkedIn. He, he's pretty active on there. Um, and... He pretty much just wanted to catch up for a coffee and just see what I was up to and, and see what I was about. Um, BWM had always been my main competitor in, in Geelong. Um, I've always had a lot of respect for the brand and they were always going to be my fallback option. And just because I was so established in Geelong and being such a strong brand in Geelong, I feel they just just knowing that backing was enough to get more clients. It was it was less about going into the offices and trying to sell yourself as a small business when that brand was so established already that people knew if you saw that logo that they knew those photos they knew that quality and and that was just something that appealed to me.
0: Just going back a step, Stefan, you you said that you were you were successful. You were number one photographer for the other company in in Victoria. What was I know. Um, and Lucas mentioned in his podcast that you know once you've been working for yourself, it's very difficult to to go back to working for someone else. What was the main thing that you felt that you were missing um, when you were working for someone else? Was it was it just having control, or what, what was the attraction?
2: Um, the attraction, actually, mostly for me, was um, this company was Werribee Point Cook based, or well, Melbourne based. Um, they had been trying and promising to get the integer long, but they were coming up against. Lucas, Nick, and Guy, and not succeeding. So they were we, they had a professional sales team going in and knocking on these agencies' doors, and they just couldn't beat BWRM, which is true testament to the brand itself, I guess. Uh, and that was another big calling card for myself. I'm like, if you can't beat them, join them, and that's what I did. So awesome.
1: Okay, so so you had your coffee with Guy, and how did that go? Obviously, he had ten coffees; you had one. Um. <laughs> How did that go?
2: Yeah. Uh, nothing's changed. He, he still orders two mm. coffees in the first sitting. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm surprised he's not jittery all the time. That's <laughs> but, the <keys>. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inside, um, his brain's definitely ticking a million miles an hour. But, um, yeah, we had our coffee. He pretty much said, look, there isn't a spot for you in Geelong, but we will make one. And they essentially made a spot for me in Geelong, with the agreement upon Lucas, Nick, and and um, the Torquay team. And I was put into the North Geelong area, so that was a growth corridor for for Geelong, and it still is. Um, and that's where I started BWM North Geelong, which I basically carried over my existing clients. Which one of them was based out that way, the other was in the middle of Geelong, and my my sales goals were essentially to try and grow that growth corridor.
1: So how did that go?
2: Yeah, it was really good. Uh, being introduced to BWRM um, was amazing because there was a team of creatives like myself all the BWRM members where we actually did, um, I think they were, they were either monthly or every 2-week uh, little catch-ups like Google Meets. And basically, it was similar to myself where we were early business owners all trying to grow and succeed at the same rate. And we all got introduced to the sales course, which was incredible. That was uh, a game changer for me as well. Um, Doing that sales course was such an eye-opener. Going into that course, I essentially had a a negative mindset against sales. And um, doing that course after the first meeting literally changed my mind. It went from being a something with sales that felt sleazy or very car salesy to uh, more a helping your customer grow business to business. Um, It just changed my mindset on sales completely. And I think that just changed my mindset as a business owner as well.
1: Mm, that's really interesting. And I think we'll get to this a bit later on in the talk as to what your role is now and how sales focused that is that you were so against it when you started. But um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. You you didn't stay in that North Geelong area for long, did
2: you? No, no. So uh, I think, um, I'm not sure how much detail I can go into here, but I think guys had a bit more focus on growing BWM Australia as as a whole. And I think you saw a bit of an opening where my role in North Geelong was essentially made to to bring me on and, and I guess, keep me within the business, which it was going well. I, I managed to pick up a client and I was doing quite well. But um, Guy did reach out and put a opportunity in front of me where it was to merge our businesses where I would actually come in and be a 50-50 shareholder to Big WM Ballerine. Um, guy initially reached out, reached out to me with this offer. And I obviously had to take some time to think about it. And um, it did seem like a big, big step uh, forward compared to my 2 agencies to something like 15 agencies. <laughs> um, so initially, I think I actually turned him down. <laughs> I thought it might have been too big of a step. All at once, and I, I kind of was on a, a nice trajectory of, of growing. Um, and Dave's very good with his numbers and actually with those, uh, weekly sales or monthly sales, uh, Google Meets kind of helping us push and pushing, pushing that growth within that business model. But, um, I could see I was growing at a steady pace. Um, and then Guy's monster of a business was there lingering where Guy, he was willing to take a huge risk and, bring me on board as more of the face of the business. Um, and it was, yeah, it just felt like a huge, huge step. It almost felt like four steps forward compared to my, you know, little little shuffles forward in my business.
0: So just give us an idea of the differences in size of the business at that time. You said you had, I think, three clients. So you, how many jobs roughly would you be doing a month at that stage in your, in your own business versus guys?
2: Yeah, look, we were probably doing... When I say we, I ended up getting my wife to come in and help out because it got to a point where it was getting too much, just even the the free agencies I did have. Um, I think it was about 30 to 40 jobs a month yep. um, compared to 200 plus jobs a month now. Wow. So we went, um, yeah, we went from pretty much overnight, this was after I made this decision, but went from me and my wife basically doing admin phone calls, shooting, floor plans, uh, et cetera, to having a PA, a full-timer, two part-timers, a casual, and a whole handful of contractors. So it it really grew um, substantially overnight, uh, which was pretty overwhelming to begin with.
0: Apart from the volume of work, what was the main change between doing it yourself and having to deal with all these people?
2: Um, I guess well initially a teething period so uh, having having to do that big big step of a growth from you know a, a small business to a, I would say a large business or at least a medium sized business um, there was a teething period and, and having Guy there as I guess a bit of a mentor um, was great because he was very patient and you know was showing me the ropes of how to deal with this um there was also a lot of letting go uh going from shooting everything myself to trusting in our uh staff to shoot which mm-hmm. i had full faith in anyways I, I could see they were doing brilliant work um they were already trained which was incredible um it was just more letting go and i guess having my existing clients understand that now it's not Stefan that you see on site it's uh you know one of our other staff members that do an outstanding job, but it's just, yeah, that, that letting go. And that was one of the the biggest hurdles that I had to get over as well as my clients had to get over.
1: How did you help your clients get over that hurdle?
2: Yeah, look, that the, a lot of that was me coming to site for a lot of the jobs, um, whether it was just drawing a floor plan, being there for the formalities and saying hello whilst introducing them to the new staff. Um, and this did go on for a number of months because we had quite a few difficult <laughs> agents within that uh, office. Um, but yeah, it, it just took time. It was mostly just time and holding the hands of a couple of the agents and, and letting them know that everything is fine. Here's a quality of work. The turnaround always turned. The photos looked the exact same as what they were receiving, if not better. And that that was how we got past that hurdle. Yeah.
1: So you've gone from, um, I guess, when you were growing your business in North at Geelong, this, the focus was on bringing on new clients, keeping your existing clients happy and keeping everything running smoothly. And now you've come on as a 50% shareholder of one of the biggest businesses in BWRM. How has your role changed now? With What is your main role within Guys, guys and Yours business?
2: Yes, yeah. So um the role's completely changed. I've gone from, you know, running around like a headless chook, shooting sales, phone calls, emails, just like working stupid hours, to uh more so having a bit more freedom, a bit more time, less shooting and more so I would say client relations, uh a bit of sales focus, a lot of uh training with our team and staff and just focusing on the growth and I guess the scaling the business as well as maintaining the business that that's probably my main role at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so this involves things like setting up quarterly meetings with all existing clients. Um, this, this is just something I schedule in the calendars on the quarter where I just reach out and set up a sales meeting where I just basically jump in on the back end of one of their sales meetings, ask for a 15 minute window where I address what we're doing new, what um, what we can currently offer, and then just check in with the staff and, and the check in with the agencies to make sure that we're basically ticking all their boxes. Um, it also gives them an opportunity to, I guess, address any concerns or issues as well. Um, but yeah, these quarterly meetings, I think, have been incredibly helpful for training our staff as well. Just Just a feedback loop from having a quarterly meeting where it does give the agency a chance to sit down with us come in show my face show that I care and address anything that that needs their attention
1: so more about managing existing client relationships and keeping relationships happy I suppose when these guys are used to dealing with guy after all these years and have you had to rebuild relationships from scratch was it difficult for you to to build a fresh bond with them and to help them still feel like they're special
2: yeah, definitely. So um, I guess coming into a business of this size where there was existing relationships between Guy and the directors or the sales agents, there, there was, I guess, a teething period Forty agents and myself as well. So I basically made the first few months of joining Guy's business to introduce myself, go in, be very friendly, very approachable, and, and just basically make it known that Guy's still here. I'm also here. We're both here. You can call us both if there's anything that I can't answer. I can rally it back to Guy, or you can call Do- Guy directly. But um, but yeah, the teeing period with that was actually quite smooth. It was it was very smooth, actually. Um, I, I think Guy did come along at the start to to introduce myself as well. Um, and we've just kind of grown over the past two years, where I I guess Guy's been able to step back a little. He's still very much involved with our business, but not so much getting into the offices as frequently as I am um, and I guess that's allowed him to grow a bit over in Australia.
1: Yeah, and having gone from a small business to such a big business, what are the main challenges? I think on this podcast we we speak a lot to people about the challenges of starting from scratch and growing your business up to a point where you've got sustainable work and clients, but we We haven't spoken as much to people who've kind of reached that end goal, I suppose, or that initial goal of having this big business. And I don't think you spend much time thinking about what those new challenges are going to be. So can you shed a little light on that? What are the sort of challenges that face a business that's doing over 200 jobs a month?
2: Yeah, look, I guess um, being such a large business now, there is a lot of moving parts. Um, So I guess we're probably not as quick As say, the one business owner, if something does go wrong, and does have to go up the supply chain, whether it's to our PA or straight to me. Um, I've made it very clear to our agents to call me directly if there is any issues that is something big. So I guess we've brought back that small business mentality within our larger business model, which I think Mm -hmm. is very important. Um, But I, I guess us being a larger business in our region, one of the main issues I do run into is with sales now because we do have a majority of the clients within our area, the few that we don't have will not use us because it's such a competitive industry real estate. Um, So I find, yeah, that's, that's my main, main challenge, I guess with, with being a larger business now that we work for, say one of the bigger agencies in the area, the second biggest that's not using us, uh, not wanting to use us because of that reason, because they're Mm. so competitive on a, a point difference, which at the end of the day, as we know, vendors don't care. Vendors want the best product at the end of the day.
1: We had this conversation in one of our workshops yesterday. We were talking about what you do when you come up with that. And we do have alternative styles. And there are ways that you can still help agents differentiate themselves, even if they're using the same company. Their images don't have to be the same Look and feel and that sort of thing. You still have a lot of flexibility within the business.
2: Yes, one hundred percent. And we we have actually worked on that and picked up some new clients with these new styles, which has been super helpful. And um, it, it has kind of differentiated our, our clients to um our other clients and and being you know such a. Our area is coastal. It's quite a busy street where most of the agencies list on uh, that, that their offices are on. So um, we kind of have to make the styles a slightly different just so they can feel um, a bit different and, and feel a bit more loved. And, and just, yeah, I guess scrolling real estate.com, everyone wants to be a slightly different.
1: Yeah. What about stuff? When you've got that many personalities, and, you know, creators are notorious for having fairly strong personalities sometimes. So when you're managing that many staff and casuals and contractors, do you run into many challenges there or have you guys kind of nailed it down to a pretty smooth running machine?
2: Yeah, look, um, I, another big role of mine has been training staff um, and training our existing team. Um, so going back to our quarterly meetings, um, we also do or we'll try to do regular team breakfasts with, with our uh, direct staff. Um, this just allows us to, to catch up with them, make them feel like a team because it can get pretty lonely out there. As you know, um, you are just shooting house after house, whether they're vacant or just seeing the agent being a team. If we don't do these team breakfasts, I think they just feel like a, an individual running, running around doing the shoots. So I think, um, team breakfast is super important just to, to bring back that team, um, Kind of feel, so yeah, we we, we do that. Um, I think the big one for us with staff is we actually hire on personality and teach the creative second. Um, we find it's extremely hard to train personality, but if you get the right person with the right can do attitude, and it's it's quite easy to teach the photography second. Mm. And if they've got that willingness and eagerness to learn. That's, that's the biggest one, and, and we've been very lucky with staff.
0: What is your um, average day or week look like, Stefan? I know that's difficult because you're a small business, you have to do everything at all times. When you start up, first thing, what what's your what normally happens in a day?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, the, the normal day, it's probably less work, being, it, which is ridiculous being a larger business now. It's actually gone to less work and more freedom, which is amazing with, I guess, the systemization of the business and, and being myself and Guy running the business. We both have our roles. So in the morning, um, Guy is actually getting up and checking the jobs from the morning, like from the day. To, so basically, when the edits come back, and he's doing the quality control. Um, I'll do my best try and try not and log on and have a look at that because I don't want to get too involved because, you know, there's no point two of us wasting time on that. So I will just, I will check my own job if I have shot that day just to make sure everything that I've done is correct, but I won't be checking over every single job. Um, the second thing I'll be doing is basically either planning to catch up with agencies or drop into some sales agencies, um, whether it's via, uh, um, email or whether it's actually going in physically to the sales offices. Um, I also pair this with the the quarterly check-ins. Obviously I don't do everything in that one week. I try and scatter them around. So it's not just a big, you know, office, 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 and, and I can actually give time to the agents. So my days are no days the same. We'll put it this way. Um, a lot of my days are based around training new staff and contractors. Um, also, I like to drop into a few shoots, probably weekly, um, just to, to to show my face to some of the sales agents. Um, and yeah, look, I, honestly, the days are a lot more flexible. And, and having a, a, a one-year-old now, uh, it's allowed me to work from home a lot more, which has uh, been incredible. Um, yeah. I, I, have, I don't know myself compared to <laughs> going from a small business where You'd think I'd have more freedom to a large business with freedom. It's it's definitely changed and it's been a change for the better.
1: I think what's really interesting and wonderful is that you guys have this big business, but by guy bringing you on to manage those relationships, you've managed to keep that small business customer service and that relationship, individual relationship with your offices really well. Um, I'm interested to know what growth looks like for a business like yours that's got pretty much every office in the area uh, to, you know, for the rest of us, you're looking at, well, I could pick up this office and that office. And um, do you guys plan to kind of just keep ticking along on what you're currently doing or are there growth plans in your future? And if so, what do those look like?
2: Yeah, so I guess the growth opportunities that we have been trying to implement and have been succeeding with has been um, to upsell our current um, client's and whether this be pushing video, pushing drones, adding a site plan to to, these, uh, to to the floor plans. So a bit of upsell within the creative platform of their marketing is, has been another growth chapter for us. So I guess when we're having most of the agencies in our area, we do want to maintain. Um, but with the ones we do have, we also want to look after them and, and with looking after them is offering the best forms of marketing and media. So we, we heavily focus on basically trying to help these agents grow their business by using our marketing. Um, so things like video, we've really been pushing. Um, video has been something that not a lot of agents have felt comfortable doing. But um, we highly encourage video just for especially for younger agents or new agents to, to get into the video to show their face. And, um actually build their brand by including themselves within the video so yeah that's I guess our growth growth options um as well as still trying to check in on those few offices um, doing, doing the uh just the, the general hellos even if it's you know you're you walking to a brick wall sometimes or not getting through I still feel like just dropping in at the right time. You know, you never know if their photographers had a bad day and, and let them down, and I've dropped in at the right time to, mm. to see them. So, um, we we do get, you know, we're we're second on the list at at both those offices <laughs> that we would still love to win. Uh, there's probably a couple more. It's it's there is more than two. There's there's still quite a hand mm. like a handful of agencies left. But um, yeah.
1: Am I right in that you've shown up with cupcakes to offices?
2: Um, I have shown up with donuts. <laughs> so, right, donuts. Yes, donuts. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was hitting a bit of a brick wall and found that, uh, um, hey, they're probably sick of seeing me. You know, they know what I'm here for now. Like they see me coming a mile away. So I thought, you know what? I'll bring in some donuts and at least, and I think I left them a little call card saying like, Hey, I know you're busy. Here's some extra sugar to keep you going. Just something friendly and polite. Mm. Just, you know, to, to just make it a bit more quirky and fun. So, um, yeah. I'm always looking at different sales tactics and, um, <laughs> Just <laughs> being part of our, our community in the BWM community, it's so good to bounce off, I guess, the other members and pick each other's brains on, on what they've done. So I think I got that idea from, um, I think it might have been Lucas dropping into an office, bringing coffee.
1: Neil's shown up with cake before and, and given some of his homemade chili jam away and things like that. So it's always nice to kind of, yeah, be personal and that sort of thing.
2: Exactly, and I'm not a pushy person, um, so I find that pushy sales like pitch, uh, it's just very foreign and unnatural to me. So I think even mm-hmm. just coming in with a bit of humor or extra politeness is it's very it very much suits me. And I think, um, yeah, I, I, I just love people, and and I think mm-hmm. I'm a people person, and I think this new role that involves you know being around people and and just servicing people. Has really grown and and molded to my sale, like my style of selling, and and being a, a people person.
1: Do you still feel satisfied from a creative perspective? You know, you're such a creative person. Do you feel you know now you're doing a lot of sales and training and client management? Um, how are you scratching the creative itch?
2: Yeah, look, I I still do a bit of relief with shooting. Um, so I am probably the last line if there is. A staff member that's sick, or if there's an urgent listing, so I still get to get out in the field, which I actually love, and I actually think I do some of my best selling or, or client relations on or like in in a shoot, um, just because I get to show where I do shine. Um, but I get to also, you know, training staff is very much creative. I also get to run the social pages of of our, our business, which again is creative. So I definitely I'm able to find creative little outlets that scratch that itch. Um, it's not so much shooting all day, but there's definitely little creative flares throughout the day that I can always just like fall back on and, and just, yeah, scratch that itch, as you said.
0: It sounds like you 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 went from when you were running your own business. I mean, you said yourself that your first business fell over because it was difficult to get clients on board. And now here you are um, essentially doing the sales and customer relations for one of the biggest businesses. Um, what, what do you think the the sort of the turnaround point was for you in in that was it a, was it doing the sales course? was there a particular sort of penny drop moment where you thought ah this is what I'm supposed to be doing or what what turned that around?
2: Yeah, look, I think it's it's um, a, a number of things. The sales course definitely changing my mindset. Uh, I think a bit of maturity as well, um, and then I think also just the backing of BWRN as a brand. Um, I think going in and having Everything so just formulated and it's just so professionally put together, whether it's just the printout market schedule books that we bring in, whether it's our website, um, just just knowing that the brand is already there and that's half the pitch anyway. Is that, so when I do walk into a sales office, and we're a bit more lucky down in the Ballerine or Geelong area because the brand has grown so large that... When you say I'm from BWRM, 9 times out of 10, they will actually know who you are and that half of the pitch is already done for you. So essentially, I think I've found that being very successful. Just just having the backing of an already established brand and business has been tenfold for our business because I've found sales and my confidence in sales to just... It, it doesn't feel like the same business model anymore. Like I guess there's probably nine years of experience there too. But um, yeah, those, those things are the key.
1: And you mentioned you guys, you had your first baby. It would be, it should be almost a year old now. Because I remember that's why you couldn't come to the last conference.
2: Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, just ticked over.
1: <laughs> we've we've spoken to a few people recently who've told us what it's like um, having young families while well, having this business. What's the last year like been for you having your first child and this whole big role
2: yeah look i think um and then this will probably fall back onto i guess losing that little bit of creativeness into this new role i think i've enjoyed it even more because it has given me the flexibility to be at home a bit more and work from home a bit more so i am able to help out a lot more at home i am Seeing all the growth developments of our little girl which has been incredible um so and i think just it's also given me a bit more drive to grow the business um just having a, a dependent um my wife's currently at home she she no longer helps out with the business she's full-time mum, which is incredible so again that's that's huge for us and because the business has been successful i'm able to focus on the business whilst mum focuses on bubs, which is incredible. So yeah, it's been good. Um, I think if I was running my own business back to just myself and flat out, I would definitely burnt out because I just would not be able to get sleep or help out at home. And yeah, it's it's been such a positive and I, I feel a little bit lucky to have had this opportunity fall into my lap essentially.
1: I don't think it fell into your lap. I think, yeah, nine years of experience and but you need to be someone that Guy obviously saw as someone worth calling. If you're knocking on his, on his clients' doors and he sees you as someone worth getting in touch with, you must have done something to grab his attention. So I think that's a huge testament to to what you have done and
2: created. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I guess there's been hard work and sweat and tears. And um, I guess being doing those years of contracting down in Melbourne and the drive to Melbourne every day was not great. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it definitely has. Grown and, and uh, mm. I think I've grown as a person and a creative. But uh, I guess I'm more of a, a business businessman now, which is uh, that's that's the new the new role, and um, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving the flexibility. Mm. I'm loving the role, and I think training and just focusing on staff has being like yeah, being a, a pleasure to 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 this new part of the role.
1: I think the satisfaction of growing your own business and having those wins along the way feels a lot of. It's very similar to the personal satisfaction you get from executing something creatively. Do you know what I mean? Like when you create something from scratch, whatever it is, if you're creative and you have that good feeling of I did this, it's a very similar sense of achievement when you when you win a client or, or get good client feedback. It's the same sort
2: of thing. It just makes you feel good about something you've done. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It goes
0: back to the the restaurant anecdote. I suppose it's good to cook stuff and you feel creative, but it's also good to have other people cooking for you, and you still get the same kick from it.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. for me, it just it's about making me feel good about myself. Which is, you, know, you do something that you know people think look good, or you think looks good, and you just feel that sense of satisfaction because you've done it for you and you've done it well and and. It's satisfying and it's the same thing when you when you go out and you do the hard work to win a client or win back a client or, or you get good feedback from a vendor. It's that same. Um,
2: it gets you up in the morning, I guess, and, and it, it gives you that drive.
1: Yeah, and it's it's based on what you've put in and you're getting something out and it's the same as when you do something creatively. For me, that's the joy of it.
2: Yeah, well, um, I guess a, a bit of testament to Guy. Um, and this is on on uh, record, so we'll only say it once. But he has been <laughs> uh, very, very helpful and very much a great mentor to to I guess the success of this business. Um, I believe when he did bring me on, his idea was to get our business to essentially double, and I be- believe just after this financial year, we have gotten to that level. Um, so we're both very happy and very satisfied with, with the growth of the business.
1: That's an unbelievable achievement for a business that already had such a high market share to double is mind blowing. So yeah, well done to both of
2: you. Yeah. And that's just come come down to a bit of sales, a bit of winning clients back and a bit of upsell within the business. So it hasn't been huge, huge, big clients coming on. It's just been little steps and even just something as simple as a, a price rise within just following the uh, like our pricing, just just to go off inflation. Mm. Um, just w- we done a bit of a price hike, which we don't do often.
1: I learned a similar thing from Guy and Nick actually, um, in that that it's not actually one big win that will make the difference. It's all those little changes. It's it's making sure you're not overshooting or, or getting your processes wrong, or just tightening up all those little details. And a minor price rise, a few more small agencies, just makes it an enormous enormous difference
2: to your bottom line. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's been. Um... Yeah, really, really eye opening. This new role of mine, um, but I wouldn't change it. I'm, I'm so happy I made that jump because I, I did. I almost rejected Guy's offer when he initially <laughs> <laughs> uh, pitched pitch it to me. Um, it seemed too good to be true, to be honest, uh, at yeah. the time. And yeah, it's it's been such a such a positive outcome, and yeah, extremely happy with the business growth.
1: In your days as a club photographer, did you ever come across Guy? Because I think it's a little known fact that he used to be a DJ on the scene.
2: I think that was before my time. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Way before, I imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah, possibly before my time, but no, I did not. Um, Yeah, no, no, that's... The only time I came across Guy was he actually reached out to... Actually, no, I think I reached out to him years and years before I joined BWRM and um, initially was going to... Be the Colac business owner. Um, this was probably like oh, wow. day one of BWM. Like, like we're talking very early days. Um, and I wanted Geelong, and I think Nick had Nick and Lucy, Lucas, already had Geelong. And I ended up going a, a different uh, path as a, a contractor down Melbourne Way, which who, who promised me Geelong. And um, yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't take that opportunity then because I think I did grow a lot as a photographer and as a person. within those few years between that gap. So, yeah, that was the only time I ran into Guy before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad you didn't meet him when he was a DJ because you'd have never come on board then.
1: (laughs) To to our listeners, if we get enough comments on this episode or shares, um, we'll release Guy's DJ name, which is a very (laughs) tightly held secret. So, like and subscribe if we make, let you know a special treat.
0: There's no way this makes it through the cut do that now
1: oh, it will probably it's not um, Stefan it's an absolute pleasure having you on here and just to hear your story and your growth from this kind of 20 year old uh, party photographer to someone who's a 50% shareholder of one of the biggest businesses in BWM and and partly responsible for it doubling in size in the last year it's just unbelievable what you've achieved um, so thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us
2: no worries guys thank you thanks
1: very much Stefan